It's time to go one-on-one with DP. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios, here is your host, Derek Pearson. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome to it, one-on-one on a Wednesday. Uh, we've got lots going on. I do want to kind of give a heads up. We've got an evening full of broadcasts live from Dak Shack, 46 in Layton, right there at the Flats. Um, we've got the Talking Trash show, Riffin with Raffin Davis. I need to talk to Raffin Davis to see if they want to do it there or here. Uh, I think the kind of move would be if they can move it and – I don't know if AD's here in town. If AD's here in town, it's easy to move it. If he's not, well, but I'll make that call at 11 o'clock and we'll let everybody know via social media and on air. That's always the thing. Where is AD in the world? Yeah, yeah, it's a thing. Uh, Dak Shack has a happy hour. It's 2.30 uh, to 5. Um, that's every day and then all day Sunday. So it's good stuff. And then they have a reverse happy hour, 9 p.m. to close. Mm. Uh, Half dollar, half percent, uh, half off all Dak Shack cocktails, mango mojito, frozen pina colada, and more. Um, I want to thank the folks uh, from Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. I was supposed to have Charles call, and I, I, I failed. I it's failed. Okay. Charles, I, my apology. I forgot to text you. Uh, but if you're listening, please call in. <laughs> we'll talk to him tomorrow. Please That's call. Okay. Well, I want to find out what the, what the specials are. And I was kind of, I wanted him and priscilla mm-hmm. but the priscilla is recording commercials and you know spots so we can't all really, that good stuff yeah so she's busy um hold on here let me see what i can do here all right no, you are good well we're going to text i want to text okay. to make sure that if, if if he remembered uh or if he's available four two four six four five six eight five the starter hammond text on honda lincoln hotline um if you want to contribute to uh, a lot of the, the conversation uh, that I want to get into is, is, is best athlete mm-hmm. because, and I coached across sports. So I was in a space where I would look at an athlete in one sport and then I could picture him in another sport. So if there was somebody that was an exceptional baseball player, um, I could then, if he's a center fielder, I pretty much, I'm sure I could turn him into a wide receiver or a defensive back. Really? Center fielders, uh, hip swivel, uh, foot placement, uh, being able to move at a high speed with your head at an angle, mm-hmm. which not everybody is able to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, point guards in basketball tend to, to would tend to make pretty good running backs and receivers. Uh Literally one of the best. Multi- you see a lot of them turning into quarterbacks. Uh-huh. One of the one of the best multiple sport. Well, because it's decision making. Mm-hmm. It's it's move. It's the movement of people and the orchestration of people uh, in a confined space. Mm-hmm. Like so, that that translates and transfers. But one of the toughest multi sport athletes that I ever faced in high school, that you know that I coached against, was a guy that who was um, he played point guard on the basketball team. Uh, he was he was a sprinter, but he also was a pretty good outfielder. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he he made his bones playing football. 
His name was De Mornay Pearsonell. He was just a pass. And that physicality that he brought from football translate transferred over to basketball. So as a point guard, he could lock down and defend a point guard because he had the quickness and the balance um, to get into short spaces in a short in a quick burst and not lose his balance. And then most of the multiple sport athletes, like if you look at Strick and say, okay, well, first of all, Strick was was drafted in, in into baseball as a left-handed, you know, outfielder, mm-hmm. right? And you could see him, but you could project at six two, you know. 195 that he would have been a pretty good defensive back safety oh, definitely safety or wide receiver and they would talk about tight end but i'm thinking no 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 they talk about how good he was at, at bellevue West right? when he was playing football right but the basketball stuff plays in and then the, his football capability transferred to his physicality in basketball mm-hmm. like jay talks about him as a basketball player you imagine jay foreman coming down on break and you have to make a business nope. decision nope. right i've but, already made that business decision right I'm not doing it right um, but it trans it translated and translated but his from him going from running back and defensive back to a, a stellar linebacker who could play inside or outside mm-hmm. that physicality on a basketball court he'd be a wrecking crew he'd be a wrecking ball people wouldn't want to deal with it right so when you watch athletes across the board you go wow um, there are things that you identify. And they were talking about basketball and whether, you know, who, what sport gives you the best athletes outside of that sport? So does football produce the best athletes outside of that sport? Does basketball, which you would think for the length and the running and extending, just by the definition of athleticism, mm-hmm. that basketball may create the greatest athletes outside of that sport onto other sports? Mm-hmm. Um, some would say baseball because quarterbacks tend to be shortstop, third baseman, pitchers, right? Quarterbacks can pitch. The hand-eye coordination to to play baseball and do all of that, you would think would be able to translate to just about every other sport. If you're a catcher, if if I watch a catcher in baseball, I think middle linebacker in football. I same same body types, uh, same physicality, same persistence, mm-hmm. right? They are explosive. Catchers don't have to get long in their athleticism. Mm-hmm. Right, they have to be strong in their athleticism, and there's a difference. Right, um, wrestling, absolutely chase. Well, I don't know. I, Wrestlers, I don't know. no, no, chase, no, no. He's, he said a thing. Now, so Chase B says this: wrestling creates the best athlete athletes outside of wrestling. No, they may create the best football players, but wrestlers and basketball players, wrestlers and baseball players, don't always match. Have you ever seen a wrestler try to play basketball? It's 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 awkward. Like. It's that that was another thing I was going to get to is some of the best athletes they you can, can defend think of they can yeah, defend yeah. some of the best athletes you can think of you put them in a sport where they they know, know nothing about or, or just just really a lot of other sports the best athlete you can think of would look super unathletic doing certain things mm-hmm. yeah I the, the, the so the problem for wrestling and basketball is that generally at the high school level they're at the same season mm-hmm. so that like Barry Thompson was a really good basketball player. He was an all-state wrestler. He makes the choice. Mm-hmm. If I'm in the same weight class as Barry Thompson, I'm going to go play basketball. <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over here. Um, we had some basketball players who were great wrestlers in high school, but they made that decision. Like they made that decision to do that. Wrestlers uh, make great linemen. 
offensive lineman, defensive mm-hmm. lineman, right? Hands on, hand placement, leverage. Uh, short, yeah, leverage, explosiveness. Um, most of the wrestlers that I coached who played baseball were at the corner of the diamond. They were first baseman, catchers, third baseman. Hmm. Like I, I wasn't putting them in the middle of space. That wasn't that wasn't what what they were good at. Um, like short area quickness, right? Um, Dusty says this. What up, fellas? What up, Dusty? Uh, doesn't it seem like a lot of NFL players' kids seem to go into basketball if they don't follow their dad in football? A lot of NFL players know what football does to their bodies or experiencing what football does to their bodies, and you've heard a lot of them say. If I have a son or when I have a son or or if they have a son already, my son will not be playing football because I know what it it's done to me and I don't want him to experience that. But then other other dads are like, look, if you want to play, go ahead, but I'm going to educate you on all of this. But the game has changed. It has. Since the dad plays. So, so Jay and, and, and his dad have had different conversations because mm-hmm. the game was played differently. By the time Jay got to play the game, the game was being played differently. Um with more benefit mm-hmm. like they the game was more protective of its players during jay's era than it was chuck's right i mean and, and, and it's more and, protective and, and, now and, well the technology's better the equipment's better but the athletes are bigger stronger faster so the collisions are violent mm-hmm. now they've set rules to reduce some of the violence the the escapable violence yeah there's only so much violence you can take right they, right they, when you have somebody who's six five 300 pounds and can run a four six forty. well you changed it so that six foot you know six foot five 300 pound bubba baker can't just pick up a quarterback and dump him on his head mm-hmm. like you've changed that that is a that is an escapable violent violence that you don't need to be a part of the game uh close hanging can still break close, him in half well you know but you can hit him but here's again within space you mm-hmm. can no longer hit him at the knee from the blind side you can't do those things so they're more protective of the process of the product and the assets, um, and more respectful of another's career because this is how you make your living. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to take that away from anybody that's yeah. doing what you do, or you really shouldn't. Like if you if you don't, if I want to say nobody. Uh, uh, I don't think anybody's trying to end anyone's career. Sometimes it happens. Well, there, there, there was a time. Look again. That is the change in the game because years past that was the thing. I mean, they had hit. They had. They had hit. They took hits out on players. Mm-hmm. Like you had coaches that put bounties on players. The Eagles were renowned for it. I mean, the Saints got busted for it not terribly long ago. Right. I mean, it it, it was actually a thing. They well, we're I trying mean, to end Brett Favre. Yeah. I mean, this is this is the thing. So, athleticism in itself uh, has evolved. High school athletes have better training now. Than they did when you were in high school, which was better than when I was in high school. Like that's just the way it works. Like you, nutrition was 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 set. At least you're aware mm-hmm. of what's required. Today's college athlete, high school athlete, is more aware of what they put in their body and w- the effect that have because the science is more known. But the technology is better, better equipment. Look, the pads that were in place. Oh my goodness gracious. Like you, you can put on today's pads, and it, it feels entirely different. As a matter of fact, we went from wanting more pads to players today wanting less pads. Mm-hmm. People don't even put their knee pads in. Right, thigh they, pads they, are they, thigh pads. You, you, the refs have to check to make sure people are wearing thigh pads. 
Well, the game is – I mean, again, it's changed. You look at pictures like Jay Foreman, you look at Jay's pictures from his freshman year or his high, his senior year in high school, his shoulder pads were huge. Massive. It's ginormous. I got, I, I'll show you a picture on the break of my high school, my senior year picture. I My shoulder pads, I had the same shoulder pads as Brian Blados, who was 280 pounds and played in the NFL. <laughs> I had to, we used the same shoulder pads because they didn't know any better. The only person on the team that had – Actually, even then, Barry didn't even have – he was a quarterback and he didn't have small shoulder pads. Um, offensive linemen used to wear the full arm pads that went – that locked through the fingers and ran all the way up to your forearm, uh, to, your, to your bicep. The Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xe. It's electrified. Boogie, woogie, woogie. So you can boogie, woogie, woogie into the forest. Boogie. Boogie, woogie, woogie through the mud. Or boogie, woogie, woogie to work where you boogie-woogie-woogie down the hall to your boss's office to tell him you quit. Then you boogie-woogie-woogie to the elevator as he boogie-woogie-woogies after you, begging, please, take me with you. The electrified Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xe. Learn more at jeep.com. Jeep is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only. Right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Like if the, the whole, you know, the double neck rolls. Yep. Right? Cowboy collars. Right? So, and now they've modified that. They've, the, the plastics and the technology, the titanium is better. It's lighter. So you can move. You don't feel less restri- uh, as restricted. Mm-hmm. Um, so athleticism has changed because, again, they the, the athletes are bigger, stronger, faster. But within that space, we're trying to figure out what the best athlete, where the best athlete comes from. Yeah. Um, Drury, you're right. Vontaze Burdick, that was a real thing. Yeah, he, yeah. Uh, Dustin says this. When I was in high school, my uh, defensive coach was the head wrestling coach. He begged me every year to wrestle every year. I wish I'd listened to him. Uh, so, yeah. So, again, most of the wrestlers made for, and Barry was rare in having a an, all, a, an all-state caliber wrestler who was also a quarterback. But he was a running quarterback who could throw, which mm-hmm. was a little different. Um, I can't think of a lot of quarterbacks who wrestled at a high basketball. That's what they did. Or baseball. Yeah. Or baseball. We had a ton. Most of our quarterbacks uh, in high school, no matter whether I was in Texas, Utah, Virginia, whatever, most of my quarterbacks played third base or shortstop and pitched and pitched. When I was in high school, our quarterback – Played basketball and was a pitcher and I believe first baseman. The first baseman tended to be either the monsters, so my offensive linemen, mm-hmm. um, or my wrestlers. Right? Because mm-hmm. short space, um, that sort of movement. Uh, I tended to want power, so I would go with power at first base. It makes sense. Um, and we had some dudes. So most of my dudes who, who were power were, you know, tackles, offensive tackles in football <laughs> who could just hit a baseball. That's a big first baseman. Yeah. Second baseman were guys. Um, uh, 
those were also usually receivers or cornerbacks. Cornerbacks, corners made really good middle infield guys. Um, but the shortstops tended to be guys with bigger arms, so my quarterbacks tended to, to go there. Third base it was another power position. If you can find a guy who can who can who can rake and 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 put some power behind the ball, that was there. And those were my tight ends usually played third and first. Um, but my tight ends also played power forward in football. <laughs> my centers were always tackles. Our, <laughs> our center was our quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If if you got it, the tallest like that. guy. If you got it like that, right? So. The athleticism, the, the athleticism is important, but I would ask this. The conversation was started yesterday. A buddy asked me, okay, so greatest athlete of all time. Like, mm-hmm. who's the greatest athlete of all time? And depending on who you're talking to, and mind you, I wouldn't even uh, – somebody on the text line said hockey. I can think of three hockey players who were great athletes. I can't think of that many who could who, who could do the thing – So. Using the decathlete as a as a as a yeah as a measuring stick, right? Or steeplechase. How many people could do that? Like how many? No, Gretzky. I, I can Gretzky, do steeplechase, but I can't run that. Gretzky long. was rare. That's why his records are untouchable. Gretzky was rare. I remember they used to do the superstars competition on ABC, so they would have athletes from all sports, mm-hmm. and they would compete in like all the those decathlon you know, those events, those decathlon events. So you'd have sprinters, uh, quarter mile, I believe. They would do uh, kind of an obstacle course. They would do, they would do all sorts of events. And I just remember Gretzky running sprint, and he he won. He laced some people up, <laughs> and folks were surprised. I was like, yeah, because I I just didn't expect it. There aren't many. There's some, but there aren't. They're they're not many. Yeah. Um. So. Is the decathlete the best evaluator of athleticism? Because they're doing Probably. everything, right? They're doing Probably. every. I mean, you get you get five events in in two days. So not only is it is it measuring your athleticism in in a bunch of different your body has to move in completely different ways in a lot of those events. So here are the it's events. also measuring your your tenacity, your toughness, your, so it's, your it's endurance. Ten, it's ten events, five events. Rico, decathlete, man. I said five events in two days. Yeah, five events each day for two yeah. days. <laughs> that's like, what I. That's what I meant. Yeah, sounded like you I know what like, you know what I meant. Well, I was clarifying because because yeah, yeah I, was, I know what I meant. Yeah, um, hundred meter, long jump, shot put, high jump, four hundred meters, a hundred ten hurdles, which is again that is that is the evaluator of athleticism. Uh, but discus throw, pole vault, javelin throw. 1,500 meters. I almost did the decathlon in college. Please don't. It was the pole vault and the shot put in discus that would have torn me down. Uh, 1,500 meters would have got me. It's the last event, and it's just your 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 body You're is, is giving up on you, and it's just like, look. But, that, but that's why it's such – Push it's, through it, it. It's the great evaluator because, one – endurance at, at that level and then what's left in the tank after you've done all these other things and, and it's, like, hey, it's not a full mile and it's how you're going to in a lot of cases that's where the bruce jenner's bob matthias rayford johnson that's where they separated themselves mm-hmm. because they were strong enough to still have some juice in the tank some gas in the tank when they yep. got to the 1500 meters 
but the hundred meters, and again, you know, they've got the standards that each one sets, and you get points depending on how well you yep. do. Um, you can get a thousand points. So just for a measure, in the hundred meters, ten four gets you a thousand points. So you could, you know, if you can run. The, har- the harder events get you more points for the the better marks. Yeah. So like pole vault, you need to be a sub four fifteen hundred meters. Yeah. To to get a thousand. Like points. if you're a good pole, if you're a really good pole vaulter and you're so so at all of those other events, mm-hmm. you have a pretty good chance of winning because a lot of times the pole vault, the, oh, the javelin, high jump, the high jump, the high jump are, you are the good, ones you that, that get, you get everybody. Do six, yeah, you got to do six four. Like you get over six feet. To, yeah. to you get over six feet, you're you're a really good high jumper. Yeah, you're an exceptional high jumper. Long jump, eight meters, gets you a thousand points. Oh boy, they're not hitting eight meters. No, they're not hitting eight meters. <laughs> Long jump, because you always have that that one that one person that is great at great at one of these events or two of them. So the, either they're good at the sprints, right? Because they're fast enough to not get beat up in the four hundred meters. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're usually fast, you can translate some of that to long jump. Then the power events where you've got to be explosive, high jump, I mean, uh, shot put, discus throw, pole vault, I mean, uh, and javelin throw. Now, pole vault, pole vault is where you would get me because you've got to get five and a half meters to get 1,000 points in pole vault. I'm sorry. I'm not that dude. Javelin throw. Have you ever tried to pole vault? Yeah. Yeah. No, I couldn't bend the pole. No, I, I don't trust. I the pole. I got scared. I never trusted the pole. It wasn't gonna happen. They're like, you just gotta when you when you insert it, you just gotta like lean back and like all this stuff and keep your core. And I was like, I don't want to bend it. It goes against. I was your, like, I'm your, scared. It goes against your because you're you're at the end of a pole that's bending mm-hmm. as you're trying to push forward and you're leaning back to give resistance for the bend, and you feel like okay, this is unnatural. And then you just like move your body in midair, and you have to. You have to make sure you when you get over it, you like toss the pole back, and you gotta yeah. like bend your back. Yeah, you gotta get like, out of the way. You gotta do all the weird stuff, and I'm like, I can't. That's too much. The body control from pole vaulters is amazing. And then get this: so shot put, eighteen and a half meters gets you a thousand points. Now, Axelina just finished third in the country, and she was at eighteen ten. Yep, eighteen one, eighteen point one. And she is stronger than. All of us. Everybody. <laughs> All of us. So there's a lot there's a lot to that. Um <laughs> pump pass and kick top competition. Um we I'm can a, talk we could talk about that. I am a decent punter. Yeah. The but, kicking not so much. Who wins the punt pass and kick between Strick, Jay, and Vershawn? Strick. Strick's probably the best athlete. No, I'm, but I'm I'm going to say Jay because it's more natural to him. Throwing is more natural to him. Throwing a football is more natural to him. Is it? You don't think Strick? I think. Look, I, I whatever think Strick does athletically, I am not surprised by. I I'm going to go with Strick on this. I don't know. We'll, we'll I'm, have sorry. To, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, VJ. I'm sorry, Jay. But yeah, I mean, obviously, I'd beat all three of them, but you know. You 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 would, I'd beat him in the punting. No, the past, you, I yeah, don't. I, I really don't think no, you I'd would. beat him in the punting. I really don't think I'm a you good would. punter. I I, I don't believe you. I'm a good punter. I, there's a football. We'll go out. And we'll go. There's there's plenty of room out there. I can't. It'll go over the tree. It'll land on 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 it'll, the it'll store. Waverly. <laughs> yeah, I can't do that. What are you talking? I'll kick it into the street. 
48th, I'll cause an accident. Oh, man. I'd break the windows on Target. Oh, <laughs> I can't, man. I can't punt here. What are you talking about? Yeah, well, you know what? Somebody's just quit doubting my man's VJ. I don't know. We, we can ask you. Like, we'll ask the three of them. We can. And I think the rest of the staff, I think you beat Nick in the punt pass. Oh, I'm game. beating. I, I'm not sure you beat Nathan because Nathan I'm strikes. Beating, no, I'm beating Nathan. I, I don't know. I'm beating Nathan. No. You beat Jake. Yeah. You beat Sipple. Yeah. Look, it's you and Strick that I'm worried about. You wouldn't beat but, me. Uh, you wouldn't beat me. You're a machine body. Yeah, you wouldn't beat me. Even, Are you even good? With, it's your back? Even you? with the parts. Even No, I got to kick throw you good? one time. <laughs> one time. One time. If you shank one of them. One time, I'm good. Well, so If you shank one of them, you're not getting real, a second one. So real talk, and my wife will vouch for that. So watching, we were in Washington. Uh, they invited all the media and some fans to do a punt pass and kick at, Reds, at Redskins Park. Mm-hmm. I won it. And that was including former Reds, former former players. It was before you were a machine. True, all facts. <laughs> this was ten years ago. Yeah, nine years ago. Nine had, years ago. That was before you had sixty-five percent. Yeah, I, got, I still I still have the certificate. I was like, <laughs> and and sadly, I was way too proud of it. Like, <laughs> I don't. You said there were former I'm, football players there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was a, like. There's no too proud. Out kicking kickers, and I mean out kicking players, NFL players. Oh yeah. Oh, I. Absolutely. The kick is going to be interesting because everybody here has complained about kickers before. So just to Nobody see here can, uh, I Look, only Vershawn, Jay, and Strick can, could kick. Even if you play even soccer. Then I don't, even then, I don't think they're no, going to kick you know very, for very far. No, no. It's strike, Nathan may be a soccer player low-key. Nathan. I don't think he out-punts. I don't think he out-punts them, but I think he could. I don't, Nathan I don't, has too much bravado and and considers himself to too much good. too to much of an athlete to actually to be, be good at any of this well first of all no he's not <laughs> he is not the athlete he thinks he is they're certainly not he that. considers himself too great to we be can, that good we'll, of an we'll athlete. ask the three guys what they could do and then maybe one day we'll go out and do that so we'll do i i do want to get into sprinters and jumpers versus decathletes who are the better athletes Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store. You're listening to One on One with DP on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.